Hello everyone, I'm Robert Gammon and this is my Search for Meaning, Understanding and Good Conversation. This episode I'm joined by my first ever guest, this guest I've known since our time at University Radio, um, that radio station being Crush Radio, with her hosting her own country folk radio show and serving as head of radio while I remained her underling station manager, not that my CV mentions her existence. I'm forever in her debt as he introduced me to this Swedish folk duo, First Aid Kit, and she's just finished shopping. It's Hannah Wallman. Hello, Hannah. Hello. I'm glad Hello. to be part of this. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me and thank you for agreeing to be my first ever guest. We've just gone over like for the last five minutes how awkward it is doing yeah. this. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully it won't be too bad. Um, but I, I don't know if you ever need plugging for anything, but um, I'm going to say my Twitter is at Robert the Gammon. What is your uh, Twitter? And mine's at might be folk. Do you want anything else you want to plug or anything? I have nothing else going on at the moment, so <laughs> just just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I doubt that's true. I doubt that's true. But anyway, as I said, this is my search for, uh, I kind of count it as a search of meaning. It's my way of shoehorning in a philosophy degree to something that is actually relevant. Um, and so I just wanted to do some interviews with my friends, see what, what's going on with their life, but then maybe have some introspective ideas about it. Um but I know it's always very hard to get to that kind of level of talking. So I've come up with some prompts. And the first prompt, hopefully it's a regular prompt, is I'm going to ask you what you're, the most meaningful possession that you own. Um, so what okay. is the most meaningful possession you own? So you sent the questions to me earlier and I've ha- I was having to give that a lot of thought because I thought I didn't own anything that meaningful. Um, then I started thinking about it and there's quite a lot of things that I could like prescribe meaning to because I am quite a sentimental person so I'm like it's, sort of it's always good that you have a yeah. sentimental person otherwise I know I'll be like you know all, my, all possessions are meaningless and just yes. like, yeah. <laughs> so um so I have like different pieces of jewelry that people have bought me like, I got a bracelet Aww. when I graduated which I think um, to me is quite meaningful because it was a present from my parents and then also I've got uh, a necklace that I got for my 18th birthday from my grandma things like that but I think I was thinking about it and my most meaningful possession that I've got is actually a book and it's um, Agatha Christie and then there were none because I, I hadn't read any of her books and uh, I got it as a Christmas present from my dad and I read it and I love it and it's my, my favourite book and it's the best thing I've ever read and I, it's the only book that I've ever been able to go back time and time again. So I think, and also, it's opened me up to a whole world of Agatha Christie and there's a lot of memories and things attached to the book and actually the present as well. Yeah, okay. how's that? <laughs> it, it, it also, yeah, it, it's got that kind of duality in terms of the meaning in a mm. weird way. It's got your own, the, uh, the meaning, the quite literal kind of, it has its own like meaning. It's got something that it's got a story that it's trying yeah. to convey. But you've also got the duet, like that other side where you prescribe a meaning to it yourself. That kind of sentimentalness, I guess. Yeah. But, um, so why did you pick that above the other ones? I don't. I think it's because it's what's been around the longest. I think, or mm. I don't know. I think after a lot of thought, I just picked just, that. Just, just length. <laughs> Just you just picked it. I don't want to talk about the other ones. You know? No, I know the other ones are fine to talk about, but I thought I just thought jewelry and things like that was a bit 
boring. <laughs> bit, so I thought, but yeah. I thought <laughs> well, you're not could... wearing any jewelry at the moment that I can no, tell. No, I'm not, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't normally wear much jewelry. So maybe so. <laughs> um, when I do and wear these pieces of jewelry that my family have got me, it is more meaningful because actually I don't wear jewelry very often. And so when I do but, wear them, I'm actually considering what they've bought me and things like that. So who knows? <laughs> it's like me. I only wear watches to weddings, really. And normally it's a watch that stopped working about 10 months ago. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I just wear it because I, oh, oh a family member got me that. I yeah. better put it on. But I don't really but wear then, watches because I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't like things around my wrists. Maybe that's more of a, yeah, I, I feel like that. I wear a watch to work, but... I think maybe wearing the watch to the wedding is more of a sense of duty more than anything. <laughs> like, oh no, someone bought me that, I need to wear it. And I do feel a bit slightly like that with the necklace, but um, but no. Would you wear it? Uh, did you say your uh, grandmother? Or... Yeah, she got it. I, I call them nans. I, I, I'm a nan. Per- Are you a nan or a grandma person? Grandma person. Okay. Uh, see, <laughs> okay, so you've got, you've got your, um, so you've got your jewellery, you've got your book. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to the book because you said it was the most meaningful and I want to unpick it a bit more. Okay, so why is it your okay. favourite book apart from in terms of in the actual story? Because you said you really enjoyed it. Um, what, what is really good about this book? I, I didn't even actually catch the title. And then, then there were ah, and then there were none. Sorry, yeah. it's just the, it's the Derbyshire accent. It, it caught me out. And, and then there were none. <laughs> um, it's, so at the start of the book, it's got a poem and it's about ten little soldier boys and what and the, all the different what it sounds terrible it's all the different ways that they die in this poem and then it's really clever because the book follows that pattern and i think it, she's how she's taken this poem and then turned it into the story i think is really clever um and I didn't really enjoy the story because it was a complete twist at the end to who actually, who done it. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, I, I, I've not actually read any Agatha Christie. Should I, should I, uh, so you recommend that one? Yes, yeah. I, I've only read one other one, which I've forgotten which one that was, but no, I liked this one. <laughs> um, um, some of her things on TV, there was a good BBC adaptation of it at Christmas this year or last year. So, yeah. If you can't quite make your way through the book, uh, watch the BBC version because it, it's quite faithful, faithful to the uh, original. So you're currently working at your university, right? Yeah. And so you, you're that... you're in a university house. Uh, no, I'm in a professional house. I use the finger. The yeah, well, what? yeah, but you're you're at a house at your near you. Okay, so you're away from your what you might a. a what you might call home, I'd say. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm away from. So, home. um, <laughs> a question. The question I'm trying to get to is saying, well, do you take a lot of these meaningful possessions with you when you go uh, when you stay away from home for a long time, or do you leave them back at house to keep them preserved? I take them with me. I have quite a few different things, bits and bobs that. Uh, yeah, I just take with me whichever room I move to in different places that I live. Um, I'm just looking around now and I can see a few different things. <laughs> um, there's like a photo frame like my brother got me, which is in the shape of a VW camper. And it's the most ridiculous looking thing. And with all different people uh, in it, there's me, my brother, our cat, a Cyberman, Carl Pilkington, 
uh, Dale Winton. <laughs> okay, um, it went. Uh, wait, sorry, stop that for a second. <laughs> it went from you and your family, and then you're just like, oh yeah, then there's a Cyberman. Okay, so I was like, okay. <laughs> So you got a random toy in there, but then you went to Carl Pilkington. It was like, it's not even consistent within the weirdness. No, Uh, but we were both big fans of Carl Pilkington. What, you and the Cyberman? Yeah, me and the Cyberman. (laughs) We were were always watching Carl Pilkington together. No, me and my brother were a big fan of Carl Pilkington. Not sure why the Cyberman or Dale Winton's there. And also, I don't know whether you've seen the YouTube video of the best cry ever. Um, yeah, yeah. That guy yeah, in I, that video is at the back of the camper van. I wish you picked this one from the start, to be honest. There's so much <laughs> more to. I know that there's probably loads of like English literature and um, like scholars who got a lot of stuff out of Agatha Christie, but I think they, if they had this object, they would get so much more out of it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> The best oh, cry ever, guy. Oh, I um, I don't actually. It's, it's, I think half the problem is you don't know what to say about it, do you? Really, that sounds really yeah. nice though. So, um, is that just a picture? Did you say or was it an actual? It's uh the VW camper is like the shape of the frame and what it looks like, and then there's a little with the window where which is the windscreen. Um, mm. that's got the picture of us all in, and we look like so, we're driving so, uh, a car. Uh, uh, so, okay. it's really difficult I'll, to describe it. No, no, I get, I get that bit, I'll but I'm just like, and show you. so, so I, I'm assuming the picture of you is a picture of you, and the picture of your family yeah. is a picture of you. But obviously, yeah. So, is someone just photoshopped the other bits in. <laughs> okay, who, I, who made that? Who made that? Picture? I didn't manage to get <laughs> Cole Pilkington, my cat, a Cyberman, Dale Winton, all into a camper van with me and my brother and our cat. So. And take a picture. <laughs> Uh, no but yeah i i guess that's quite meaningful kind of because it was a present for my brother and that came with me to university and then i've got a sheep like a metal sheep um that i got for my 21st birthday because that's my favorite from derbyshire yeah i'm from derbyshire (laughs) there's a lot of sheep um i have another wooden cut out uh sheep out of plywood because my my friend made me that um and then I have a whole box of stuff under my bed that I couldn't find shelves or anything to put on, or, which are all trinkets and bits and bobs that I brought with me from home. I, I, I'm loving this collection. I've, I've got a few things. I'm quite, um, in terms of possessions myself, um, I, I, don't, I don't tend to pr- um, take a lot, of, a lot of little kind of um, like trinkets, I would say. But I do have the few things that I like. Um, but I, I say, and I've, I've got something similar to your Photoshop, where my oh, my friend Chris Hunt uh, photoshopped a picture of uh, me, Joe, and him into a frame of a game that we always play. So it looked like we were in the yeah. artwork of that game, and it was set oh, up wow. like as if it were as if it was the actual artwork. So it had the all the logos and everything from like the the old PS One logo and mm. all that kind of stuff. So it sounds very similar, but you got you seem to get a lot of these things from all your friends and family. Yeah, a little bit. Do you are you known for liking them stuff? Got me. Pardon? You, are you known for liking that kind of stuff then? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I keep <laughs> ending up with similar things, kind of sheep, and it's mainly animals that people seem to buy me different variations of. Uh, uh, there's now a wooden giraffe on my windowsill, which I'm sure will move from house to house with me in the future. 
Oh, that, that that sounds no, it sounds really nice and really quite lovely. I, I, so, <laughs> do you think you, a lot of it is quite happy? There's not. You, you, I, I didn't know if um, when I asked this question, I'd get like a oh, this is the ring of someone who died, and it made me kind. Of, you know, like you kind of a lot of people find that kind of um, thing mean more sentimental. But you've got yeah. a lot more. Seems like much more happy items in a weird. Yeah, if, if that makes I sense. Like- I think living away from home, that's what I have to do, surround myself by the happier items. (laughs) Um, uh, Just kind of the things that are mine and that I'm comfortable with and have like, because when you move into a room, like, you know, like living at you or living away at university, that it is just a blank room and you have to make it your own. So you're comfortable in where you are. Otherwise, it'll be really difficult to adjust to your new surroundings. We lived in the same halls as well. So and they were very bland and kind of repetitive. Oh, they, yeah, they kind of yeah. reminded me of prison cells in a way because they all look the yeah. same. So you have to kind of make them stand out and they make them yours, I guess. Because mm. I know. I, I, I certainly think Dal Winton in a in a, in a, <laughs> in a <laughs> Dale Winton Volkswagen does that. It reminds me of home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, oh, that is. I, I'm going to move on because I don't think I'm going to be able to top that. But um, keep that in mind because I'm going to ask you a question at the end. Um, okay. Okay. So, what is the most meaningful thing that you've done this week? Um, so, what's the thing that has made you? It's most st- stood out, maybe, or maybe you, you thought um, had the biggest impact. It depends on how you you judge meaning the word meaningful. Well, I'll take the second part first, and I I. When you first started asking me about meaningfulness and what is meaning meaningful, I googled it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the I'm typical, like, I don't typical know. And I really pondered it for a while, and it sort of something that's important. And then I started thinking about what have I, what have I done that's meaningful? And not a lot, really. Not this week, or I don't know. I I think it's would be you, you did have a lot of times shopping. Pardon. You did have a lot, a lot, a lot of time shopping just before this. So, um, were yeah, you an hour I mean, late to not this? A uh, lot of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I didn't know if that was meaningful. To you. No, no, that's just a bit shade. No, so, um, um, so one thing I would say that I've done that was quite useful this week, and I don't know whether it can be useful interpreted can be meaningful. as meaningful in some backwards sort of roundabout way, is that I am trying to be like more useful to people and more helpful. Um, and I, it's oh, so of, that's why you're I doing this interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, no, I would have done it anyway. But there was these Aww. people on the bus with me the other day, and um, well, they weren't with me. I was just sat next to them in the four seater bit on the shuttle bus, and uh, they were next to me, and they were talking. This girl had parked on College Lane, and she was complaining about it was costing her five pounds a day, and she didn't, and it was like really annoying her and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not earwigging, or I just overheard this. And I was like, what about the park and ride? Don't you use that? And she'd never heard of the park and ride, so <laughs> uh, where it's only a pound a day to park. And so now she's really happy, and she's now going to save four f- pounds a day f- in parking. That's, that's, that's like 20 quid a week if they do a five-day week. Yeah. I would say that's pretty meaningful. Why, why, wouldn't you, why did you wonder if that was meaningful? I think that's very meaningful. Yeah, useful. yeah, it's useful. you've made an impact. Yeah, yeah, I've saved some money. 
Yeah, well, um, money can I, money can get a lot of stress in people's lives. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And it seemed like uh, if she was talking about it that angrily on a bus, it definitely was on her mind. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, she was really pleased. And then from then, I started talking to her, and she was asking me what year I was in. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's yeah, like, so, uh, I yeah, let's not talk about that. Now, member of yeah. staff. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh no, that, that, I think that's pretty. That's pretty. So, what in what ways are you trying to be more useful apart from that? Like, you can go back further now if you want. Um. What well, more ways I'm trying to be helpful and useful? Yeah, you said that you were trying to yeah. make people. More. Um. Have you done any more any more examples, or is it just the one? <laughs> it's just the girl on the bus, really. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's me done uh, for the week for the year yeah tick, tick done don't need to be nice to anyone else no it's being a, becoming a member of staff where most of my friends have graduated and things i've got to sort of less close friends around me so i've actually found myself talking to random people a lot more and a way of been i found like way of doing that is i'm just helping people whenever i overhear a problem i'm turning into wonder woman that's what's happening to me <laughs> No, that's a, it, you know what that's I think that's a really pleasant thing to to do you know um with uh you know I I I always try to be helpful anyway but you're by actually actively seeking it out you're making a bit more of an effort yeah and I I think it's possibly to do with because of my job I feel more responsible so now I'm a staff at the uni I I it is in my contract to sort of you know, care like care about students and stuff, but I don't think I've taken it to heart in that way. I've just thought there's a lot of people looking lost. I should probably help them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you know, it sounds really pleasant, but though you did kind of just frame it in terms of, well, I had to do it. It was in my contract. <laughs> but that's not. I know that's what I said, but that's not why. How you I'm meant doing it? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> You know what, okay, Uh, I'm going to ask you a philosophical uh, thought experiment. Uh, I used to do a lot of this in my uh, undergraduate degree, and I used uh, used to give a few lectures to uh, younger school children, and so um, there is no necessarily right or wrong answer to this, but I think what it says um, does uh, still uncover truth in some sort of way. And obviously we're trying to uncover this podcast series doesn't really attempt it, but uh, hopefully will somewhat allude to the truth of what is meaningful f- for maybe you or other people. Um, that that makes me sound a lot more highbrow than this ever is going to be. <laughs> but, um, okay, the thought experiment is going to be the ship of Theseus this year. Um, and the ship of Theseus was an ancient uh, Greek ship which um, sailed, sailed Theseus, I think, when he fought the uh, Minotaur in Crete. Um, but either way, it's an ancient ship. It was preserved for many 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 years for you thinking hundreds of years in order to um in order to preserve the legacy of this um like this, this ship which um had transported this hero uh, uh, there and back from this from this journey and so but when it was uh, because of over time the ship uh, deteriorated uh, new planks uh, new planks were repla- uh, replaced old planks new sails replaced old sails and new oars yeah. replaced old oars as they got as Slowly, the sea and everything else um, destroyed the destroyed the ship. Eventually, every single part of the ship was replaced um, with new parts. And the question is, uh, given that you could technically replace all, uh, you could make 
the ship again with all the old parts, is that ship still the same ship? Is is that you know is the ship of Theseus mm. the same ship as as it was? Um, and just talk me through what you're thinking at, at, at this precise moment, as I just told you, and then I'm going to come up with rebuffs and questions into your thinking. <laughs> okay, um, I think. Well, I was thinking, oh, well, it's a gradual process and it's not like they're tearing it all down and putting a new one up because that would just be replacing it. So, But it's a gra- real gradual process, so it is the same. But keeping the bits that were, were there before and then building that up into what it was, you know, like this. Uh, um, because it was gradual, I think it is the same, even though so, if it is completely changed. So, so, in, but, so something that you're alluding to... It sounds like is that there's some sort of maybe some sort of story or there's some sort of narrative to do with what, why we still call it the same thing. There is a there is a yeah. history. There is a so and that and so that that is important to uh, to identity. I think yeah, I think that's like exactly it. It doesn't just become an all new thing right away because there's obviously been people part of that that have been changing it and obviously and it yeah it. It's still got the same name. That hasn't been changed. Ah, oh, so that, that's that's not different, but it's oh, not different, but something that is definitely, definitely uh, another thing which is probably comes into mm. contact with what you were saying before with the story is also the way that we call something is by the fact that we call it the same ship. It is the same ship, but yeah. yeah but if if we do have all these old parts, a lot of people will just say, look, scientifically maybe or observationally that we we have actually it is all the old parts you know we've got here we've got the if we i've rebuilt well, them into a ship shape surely this is the ship of theseus that isn't what would you say well, to them I people was just thinking i started to think of it from a biological standpoint as having done a biomedical science degree um and actually our cells replenish themselves and and our cells change and we like grow we're not the same we're obviously the same person as we were when we were children but we've grown a lot more we like we've shed cells and they've like destroyed themselves and things like that so we're mostly changed but we're still the same person really and we've still got the same name and obviously all of those things can change but you're still the same person so but are we but are we (laughs) (laughs) you see see you see Um, how these simple questions simple questions create a big uh big differences in terminology this, this is what philosophy is all about um but uh basically but yeah um I, I think that's a good point it's a point that i normally bring up when um people are very stuck in no it's a new it's a new ship it's a new ship it's a new ship because this i go well what about you and you use your biology you know to to, yeah. to um to hopefully open their minds and uh sometimes people uh but i say you know are you a lot of people say it has uh, has new properties though because the um, mm. and stuff like that, and that's things that are different. Would you? What would you? Would you just? I guess come up with the same answer. I think you're kind of resolute now I, with what you're saying to some degree. I think so. Yeah, it's still the same. I the ship is for me. The ship is the same, even okay. though all of the parts been replaced. <laughs> because okay. the sent like the sentiment and the name and everything is still the same, and there's the memory okay. of it being changed. I uh, know. I think. I think like you've given before, a very decent answer. And you've got the history. I think I, I don't. To be honest, I don't think there's necessarily a bad answer. I think it's something that you can argue. But I think, as I said, 
it what what that thought experiment does is it gives us an idea into the concepts that we're already using and the kind of things that we think that we don't necessarily think about and stuff like that um but what I'm going to do is ask you two more questions just to end up because I want these to be roughly about half an hour to 45 minutes. Okay. Um, and that will bring us up to the time. So one of them is a, a question that I didn't uh, didn't write down on the plan, mainly because I'm trying to buff this out to half an hour. But um, because when I edit it, I'll probably shave off some time. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, uh, what is the most meaningful thing that you've ever done? Oh. Ooh. What about that question? Oh, that's tough. Um, I thought you might be able to predict that I would ask you it anyway. Or did you just trust the plan? I trusted the plan plan completely. I um, I, I was, yeah, I I didn't even consider that. (laughs) Um, That's really difficult. Okay, no, it's fine. It's yeah, ready. we'll come back to it. I'll have a little come, thing. Well, the last question is very much a last question. That's the only problem. Oh, um, okay. Um, so, okay, what what oh. kind of things? What's the what most, what, what, sorry, what is the most meaningful thing you've done? Ah, okay. You took, the problem with turning this <laughs> on me is that by the fifth episode of this series, people are going to know. Um, I oh, don't okay. Know. <laughs> I, I didn't, this is this is my interview series. I'm uh, not very introspective. Now, um, okay, I would say something along the lines. I uh, one of them, at least one of the th- most meaningful things I ever done was when I went to Jamboree when I was a, as a scout, and I went to Denmark, um, Sweden, uh, Bulgaria on this big trip. I met people from all over the world. Uh, we we hiked up a mountain. Uh, we um, experienced lots of different cultures. And uh, that would be one of the most meaningful things to me because it may manage to give me insight into a lot of different people. Uh, it gave me a lot, uh, gave me a lot of brilliant friends, and uh, gave us this, this shared experience that uh, is unenviable. It, no, is enviable. Yeah, um, I, th- I think so. The big, mean, most meaningful things you've ever done. It's often is rooted within charitable acts that you've done and I think that's a fair thing bits, to say bits of things at, at school and in that I've never done anything like huge I haven't climbed up a mountain for charity I haven't I do want to walk the Great Wall of China but that's a side point for charity but I just haven't got around to doing it yet but <laughs> um but in terms of sort of big acts like that I don't think there's anything majorly meaningful in that way that I've done I don't know I think I just do little bits and not necessarily recognize that I'm doing things that might be meaningful to someone else so you, so, you're a you're a small time meaning person that is in you do little <laughs> things and it all adds up I think so I think to be comfortable with myself and and um be a decent guest on this podcast uh I'll have to say that's yeah that's I I, th- I think I think you're things. a lovely person, Hannah, and you've done a lot oh, for charity. I know from our time at uh, in the radio, I know that you volunteered a lot of your time for a lot of other people. So I wouldn't worry about feeling bad. Okay, <laughs> this is not what okay. this is about. <laughs> this is not me trying to unpick you just and make grill, you feel like a bad yeah, person. Me. Oh no, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to uncode you, uh, uncode you, and uh, try and uh, you know just have a good conversation, mm. and maybe, uh, maybe a deeper one that you're used to having. Um, 
But I think yeah, I think I... that uh, on that I think that's a good answer. I'm going to answer ask you one more question. Okay. And I think uh, on on to on the basis of today's questions and everything this chat we've had, what is yeah. the uh, sum up meaning in uh, one or a couple of words? I think it's... Um... <laughs> You've used three on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that went well. Uh, in, oh, that's going to use meaningful. Importance. Oh, I don't know. Doing things that... I, I can't use just a few words. Uh, that's fine. Doing things words. that are either important to yourself or to other people that generally improve or I don't know but then we've also spoken about sentiment and sentimental things well that, that's important yeah but you said so it, I don't think it can be pinned down in just a few because it oh uh, yeah it's not supposed to that's not I think half of this is to show you how hard it is as well um but yeah okay so I, I'm gonna sum it up for you um in a weird way I'm gonna say we've talked a lot about um sentiment we've talked a lot about yeah. uh charity and helping other people and uh and in importance i think i think that that's what I, i've got from you from the chat with you you think that i think there's a lot about helping other people there but then also a lot about your own sentiment as well um yeah. thank you very much hannah for being my first ever guest no i hope you've enjoyed this i know it's a bit I different have. and a bit weird um but yeah, yeah. thank you for uh hannah wellman at might be folk if you want to follow her she's now helping out in the biochemistry department in the University of Hertfordshire, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. roughly right. <laughs> roughly right. Yeah, you can correct me if you want. Um, I I do plant pathology, which uh, is uh, looking at a disease of strawberry plants. But yeah, that sounds pretty <laughs> meaningful. Don't want. It's, it's all right. <laughs> I love my bloody strawberries and cream, so so I, I find it meaningful. <laughs> I said I love my strawberries oh, thanks, and cream, thanks. so I find it meaningful. <laughs> yeah, I guess actually, sorry, I know we've gone slightly over, but. No, it's, don't be. In a roundabout way, my 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 job could be seen as meaningful to some, certain groups of people because if <laughs> to yourself, work, not well, yeah. Uh, mm, um, but, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, to, um, for farmers, they they have a lot of problems with a certain fungus, and the work I'm going to be, or I, the project I'm part of, is helping reduce that load of fungus on the plant, and so. If they follow this sort of system that I'm helping to validate and implement, then it'll save them a lot of money and will also uh, help with certain uh, biological issues that are happening at the moment, such as uh, fungal resistance. But anyway, that's a whole other 10-minute talk. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to have that if you want to go into it. Oh, no, no, no it's fine. I, was, I gave you the summary. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know what? Um, you've been a really great guest, and I, it's been lovely chatting to you like again properly. I still I chat to you every now and then. I uh, send you drunk uh, pictures of me in a Weatherspoons because you like... Uh, you, you once told me that you uh, you you looked at a Tumblr where... Um, yeah. <laughs> that sh uh, detailed uh, the floor, uh, the different carpets in each Weatherspoons. So when I'm drunk in Weatherspoons, I send you the, the Weatherspoon uh, floor. Because every carpet in Weatherspoons is different. So okay. Yeah. It's great. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I still send that. If I'm in the new Weatherspoons and, I'm, I'm, and I remember, I always send them to you. I don't actually have to be drunk, but I tend to be when I'm in a Weatherspoons. So, that, uh, yeah, that's been Hannah at Might Be Folk. 
And uh, I've been Robert Gammon at Robert the Gammon. Um, this has been my search for meaning, and I, I'll see you next week. Bye bye.